Welcome to Restrictions to Apply Podcast. I'm Amika Smith. Today is a very special day. Today's my sister's birthday. So back in December, I did a recording for her birthday and um, I was listening to it this morning and I was going to post it. But in that that um, recording, I realized for me that it had more focus on me and not on her. And I will let her listen to it because I think it's it was a good thing for us. But for you guys, I want y'all to honor my sister with me today. So I am going to talk about her and why um, today she's so monumental and important in my life. But I have to start off with how she wasn't. Y'all, she's going to roll her eyes and say, oh, my God, please let it go. Um, she was the perfect a big sister that you would see on television and all that. Like, she was mean to me. She was, uh, she tortured me. She played tricks on me all the time. And um, I used to be so upset and crying all the time. And um, it's like, why would you treat me that way? I just loved you so much to the point that I still bring it up today because I hold grudges. And um, she's like, you still dealing with that? I am. I don't know what kind of counselor is going to be able to get it out of me, but I still deal with that. And uh, matter of fact, uh, one of my ways that I try to torture her about it is I try to tell her daughter her baby daughter that yeah your mom used to treat me just like your older sister treats you like your mom was terrible <laughs> and they indulged me so um that's how it started off now this is where we are that even with all that and how traumatic she was and it means to me when I was a little kid um she's always been the person that I typically somehow either I call her she calls me. We're there together. Um, that she has been my anchor in all of my storms. All of my major storms. Like, she has really, has truly been my anchor. Um, and by my anchor, I mean when I'm floating all out of control, she drops the anchor and stops me. <laughs> and it calms me down and get and redirects me. Um, for example, um, she was the first, probably the first person that I was like truly vocal about my marriage problems. Um, then on to my divorce, like most likely she was the first person that knew before I even told my, um, my parents or anyone else where I was going with it. Um, she was probably the first one to know and to help me like get some good things in gear. Um, I re matter of fact, I remember, um, I got a new position at work and I was, um, frustrated because the manager was such a micromanager, not a micromanager. He was such a control person that he was doing all the work. And at the time I had nothing to do. And I was frustrated because I always have something to do. Like I go to work to work, right? It's a transaction. And I was talking to her and I was like, man, 
um, I don't have anything to do. And I got all the, you know, I got kids and stuff. I need to take care of my kids. I cannot not be working. Like I need to work. Like if I'm not working, you know, I could get let go. And she said, you don't need work right now. You need to focus on getting your divorce done because it's a lot of work and it takes a lot of energy and you're going to need that time. So stop worrying about work because it's going to come and focus on your life, like what you got going on and all that. And I was like, hmm, good thought because, man, I had no idea how bad it was going to get. <laughs> and um, so that's kind of how she has always been with me. And then even after my divorce, I had a had had a big um blow up with my ex-husband about something and I was really upset and I was crying and I called her and she was like girl don't be sitting up there crying about that do what you have to do you're over there doing something get that done read your divorce decree have you read your divorce decree you couldn't have read your divorce decree and be so upset about this go read your divorce decree I gotta go it's like rude like she just dismissed me just that fast she gathered me and got off the phone and kept going and she was so right so you know I was able to go call him and say hey look at Paige blah 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 your divorce decree like we don't even need to talk about this you know like I actually did the work <laughs> but that's what she does and she has done for me um when um she's in the midst of like my crazy, heavy, emotional times, she's always been there. And poor baby, because if y'all have to know me, man, I can be a lot. And for her to have to take my stuff in the most shocking moments ever and to be able to call me or to be able to, no, not call me, but handle me during those times, it's a lot. <laughs> And so, um, I can say she was the first person to, um, she was the person to call me to the hospital when my granny was not going to make it. She was the first person, um, that I talked to at the hospital and she told me what was happening. She was the person who held me after my granny passed and me crying and whining and her dealing with it herself, but calmly dealing with it herself. And while I'm being expressive and all that stuff, um, she was the first person to call me the day before my birthday. It was my first year without my granny. Um, my granny would always call us all first. She would call us like five something in the morning and wish us happy birthday. And I never really liked those early early morning birthday calls. So I usually would turn off my phone after I get a call from my granny. And this year, that year, I knew I wasn't going to get that call from my granny. And I was crying. And um, my sister, who she just happens to be, that somehow she's a magnet, a magnet to, to my pain. <laughs> called and it's like tomorrow's your birthday and I just started crying she's not gonna call me in the morning she's not gonna call me and I'm like screaming crying and my sister's like oh my god that's all she says oh my god and then she gets into action <laughs> and um she got me taken care of and got me calmed down <laughs> and then she kind of she has this look 
she gives me <laughs> that makes me feel absolutely like a nutcase. <laughs> she just looks at me like, okay, are you good now? Have you gotten it together? And, um, you know, and then she moves on. And um, even with the irony of her being, again, the person who finds out that I've had a seizure before anybody else. She, um, we were getting ready to go out of town. I think I've told you all the story. And um, uh, that morning I was all excited and I called her all this energy and she was like, girl, look, I'm not up. I'll call you later. And I'm sitting here with all this energy and she had dismissed me like she always does. <laughs> and um, whatever happened, you know, we have a seizure. You don't really remember what happened, but she was the person who found out first because she, she called me and tried to talk to me and I wasn't making any sense. And then she called my daughter and had my daughter to check me. And then I guess, I don't know what all plans and strategies she put in place up until the point where... Uh, she got here. All I know is she was here. And I remember uh, her and my daughter there. And I realized that they were actually like talking and listening to me being crazy. And they were texting each other. <laughs> like, um, she's not well, something's wrong with her. <laughs> and, and what are we going to do with her? And I'm sitting there like going crazy because um, my daughter didn't give me an ice pack. She gave me cold peas or cold okra, something to put over my bruised face. <laughs> and my mom, my sister, and my daughter are texting each other about what they're going to do with me. And, you know, and I got all upset about it when I realized I was like, you guys are talking about me. And, um, you know, totally belligerent in that time and everything. But her being who she is very calmly texting my daughter and handling things and then decides that she's going to keep me. <laughs> and when I say keep me, she's going to babysit me for a whole week and she's going to keep me with her and make sure that I'm alive and I'm well until my mind um, reconciles that I'm in trouble, that something's totally wrong with me. That's what my big sister does for me. And um, to repay her, y'all know what I did, <laughs> which pissed her off uh once I knew what was going on and um I didn't tell her when I found out I had a brain tumor I didn't tell her right away because she was going on a trip with her family and she really needed to have that time off and um have a vacation and um she was gone for two weeks and I held it I withheld it from her and I withheld it from her because, again, she's always my anger in the storm. And she needed that vacation time. And I didn't need to sink us both. And so I just wanted her to enjoy herself. And then when she was coming back, I told her what was going on. <laughs> she was so upset with me. <laughs> she was so upset with me because she is the person who has always been the anchor that she came and she sat at my house. She came in my house and she sat in my room and stared at me <laughs> for a while. And and half of it is just because she wanted to make sure I was okay. And the other half is because she wanted to beat me up for withholding that information from her. But I know my sister and I know how my sister loves me. And I know my sister would have flown home to take care of me, to um, manage what was going on and to take on 
the part that my mom, um, at least half of what my mom was doing during that time. But I wanted her to have her time. I want her to enjoy our family and to have some peace because I can bring chaos. <laughs> Even on our phone calls, I bring chaos. If my nieces are in the car with her, they know to play pretty much name that tune and I'm going to start singing with them. And my sister usually has in her earbuds, so the kids can't hear me, but she can hear me. And I'm tone deaf and I sing to the all my heart. I'm not going to say to the best of my ability because I don't really have an ability, but I sing loudly with all my heart and she's the person that gets to hear it. <laughs> and so she's used to dealing with my stuff, but I just wanted her to have a moment of not dealing with my stuff. But in my own fashion, in the way that I love you, happy birthday to you. <laughs> She's going to be so mad that I did this. But yeah, I say happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. I love you. I pray that this year is uh, a major year of just grateful happiness. Like like a year of wins, as you and I would say. I hope it's a year of a whole bunch of quick wins and long-term wins in your life. I pray that um, all the things that, you know, we've discussed over the time that they manifest in ways way beyond we could ever uh, ask, want, or think. I pray that um, today is wonderful, that you truly enjoy today, and that you can go ahead and put down all that stuff that we've already gone through. And stop analyzing it and knowing that we truly lived, survived 2021 to the best of our abilities and that we're just moving forward to 2022 and that we're going to enjoy it as much as we can and find gratefulness in everything that we encounter this year. Happy birthday. I love you. Thank you guys for listening to Restrictions Do Reply. <laughs> it's restrictions do apply podcast because guess what i'm not starting over i'm not going to edit that because it's me uh imperfect out of order me happy birthday sister love you <laughs>